What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, and I'm here with a very special episode titled, Oops, All Interviews. These are exclusive interviews that we got for you guys over at Game On Expo 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona, not that long ago. We've got an amazing legendary lineup of interviews for you to enjoy. And I don't want to give you any spoilers here, so you're just going to have to kick back, relax, and check out who we've got on the roster of interviews. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the N Squared Podcast YouTube channel. We are live every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Arizona time for the live recording of the N Squared Podcast. And every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Arizona time for gameplay streams. Every Tuesday is Tuesday Night Arcade. And every Thursday, it's Throwdown Thursday. So, thank you so much. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, and we are at Game On Expo 2023, downtown in Phoenix at the Phoenix Convention Center, and we are here with Gamer Aimer and Brandon from Game Junction. So, gotta ask you, East Coasters, how you dealing with the heat? It's hot. Very, very interesting. It's different. Yes. Yeah. So, how are you guys digging the convention so far? It's awesome. There's a lot to do here. We're still, you know, doing our laps around the floor, seeing what games and what other items that there are. But there's a good mix of a variety of different, like, toys, games, cosplayers, arcade and pinball machines. There's panel rooms. There's awesome people here. It's just, it's been a great experience. Yeah, it's been awesome, man. I think John's done a great job building up this convention. I'm just like super proud to see how big it is. I'm so excited to be able to come out this year. I've wanted to for several years, so I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going on. It's really cool to see you guys here in person because we were talking earlier how it's like perce- or perceptions, you know, online versus in person and stuff, and it's actually really cool to be able to see you guys instead of through a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Same with you. So, uh, have you guys found any hot ticket items so far walking the floors? Have you picked up anything yet? Still working on some deals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we found some stuff, but we're trying to find like a hot ticket item for her for a series. So, we're still looking around. Um, But I found a few like cheapies, some cool stuff here and there for sure. Yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, it's kind of difficult, right? Because you get to a point in collection sometimes where you're like, I'm satisfied. It's going to be, for me, like, it's going to have to be, like, one of those real big things that pulls my attention and my wallet right out of my pocket. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. That's not the case for her, but. <laughs> I'm never satisfied. I want everything. <laughs> and if you subscribe to her YouTube, YouTube channel at. Gamer Aimer. <laughs> you can see exactly what she's talking about. And you've also been featured on the news, correct? Yes. I was on, um, so ABC News' show Nightline, it's on Hulu. There's an episode, I think it's episode 8 with Taylor Swift. If you just kind of fast forward through the Taylor Swift part, you'll see me about like, I think it's like the 20 minute mark or something in there. Um, I actually went out to another video game convention in New York. And then they ended up driving to my house from New York City to film my game room. And that was such a crazy experience. So I thought that was really cool. 
I'm surprised they fit all the camera equipment with all of your stuff in your collection. <laughs> so, any other conventions that you guys are planning on attending throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, so we've got Cleveland Gaming Classic coming up. We've got Retro Game Con. Uh, that'll just be me and Thomas for that one. Um, that's in New York. It's the one that she was just talking about, actually. And then we've also got there's something else. Retro video game show. Yeah. Yes. Right on. And for the new listeners and everyone else in the audience, you want to talk about Game Junction. So what exactly is Game Junction? Yeah, so we create daily content. We're building up a platform. We want to be able to launch a website soon um, covering news, all coverage of gaming and pop culture, literally everything. Um, we've got podcasts, live streams, short-form videos every single day, long-form videos, literally everything. <laughs> So it sounds like a content creator uh, community, so to speak. Yeah, like a network. We're building up a network, essentially. Right on. Yep. Well, um, anything else that you guys are looking forward to in your time here at Game On Expo besides beating the heat? I was just about to say the air condition. <laughs> no, um, you know, just getting to meet everyone. We love the community. We love you know, engaging with different people, just seeing people on the West Coast or like more so out this way than just our area. It's really cool when you get to see everyone come together, you know, everyone just having a great time. Those, those are the moments for us. Yeah, uh, same, meeting everybody. I mean, that's what I look forward to now with conventions, period. Filming, getting to see friends, people we haven't met, like you. There's been a lot of people on the West Coast that I haven't gotten to meet, so we've gotten to do a lot of that today, and uh, got to see Gabba, Retro Rick, all kinds of people. You, of course. So, yeah, so many people. So, one question I have to ask you guys, since you're from the East Coast, what is the gaming marketplace like over there versus here do you see any differences at this convention versus something you might see where in your neck of the woods is there like maybe some more common titles here that you don't see over there and vice versa i think everywhere has something a little bit different to offer um i would just say that i found a few things here that they didn't have back at home and then of course you know i see some things back at home that i don't see here but flying in is a little bit of a challenge because you can't buy the biggest things at a convention. So you have to keep that in mind. But I think it's great you should experience something everywhere because you never know what you might find. Yeah, I mean, prices, it's not been a huge difference. Actually, I'm kind of shocked. I expected some things to be more. But I, I do see that like higher-priced items are maybe a little higher at some spots here. But I think that's just kind of a general convention thing more than it is even just an area thing. So I think prices aren't like hugely different that I've seen here. So Yeah, it's crazy because back when I first started going to conventions, conventions were really like the place to get the deals. You know, and now it seems like it's a little bit harder these days. It used to be. That's where I got all my, you know, better stuff like just a few years ago. Well, two years ago, I got, like, a box CDI for 120 bucks, completing the box. Like, the rare, all kinds of stuff, promo things. Um, we picked up a few things, like, at Korg's in Columbus, Ohio, that were promo items that were very fairly priced. So, just got to search. Yep, exactly. Uh, last Was it last night, actually? Uh, I found a Twisted Metal Black Prima Strategy Guide and a WCW Thunder Strategy Guide. And they wanted almost $60 for the two. And about two years ago, those would go for like $3 each. 
So it's interesting seeing the gaming marketplace uh, definitely change. But hopefully we can get that arrow to go back down, you know, and maybe realize that this is all just fun stuff and it's not like we're hustling gold, you know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I hope to see it go back down so it's more affordable for everybody. Exactly. That's, that's the key. Well, I think this will do it for our interview for uh, today at Game On Expo with Gamer Aimer and Brandon with Game Junction. Thanks for listening. Let's go ahead and get those plugs in. Yes, you can find me across all different socials under Gamer Aimer, or if you just search that, I should pop up. And then, of course... Yeah, I mean, if you just Google Game Junction, all the links pop up the link tree, but YouTube.com slash at Game Junction. All right, thanks for your time, guys. Great to meet you, and we'll see you next time. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, back with another exclusive interview at Game On Expo this year, 2023, in Phoenix, Arizona. And we have none other than the legendary, immortal John Hancock. John, how's it going? It's a pleasure being here. Always great to see you in person. And you're just a great guy. And, oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun here at the Game On Expo. Last time I was here, I do believe, was 2019. Right. And it's grown so much to see and i'm just having a blast having a really good time awesome so i know you've you know pretty much got any and every game in the book but are you looking for anything in particular Uh, while you're at shows i am i you know i'm kind of winding down kind of the big the big purchases as i want my collection out of my house in a public area and i have a business that's a that's tentatively agreed to take it on so i'm excited about that and hopefully we'll announce that hopefully early next year um and i'm excited about that but I'm looking for like old Intellivision games. Like there's, I'm I'm trying to complete the set of 125 complete Intellivision games, old stuff, prototypes. Um, you know, I'm really looking for the odds and ends stuff. Not right. not not big purchases, but just stuff that you know I can either dump a prototype or you know find something all weird. I found a couple things here. That's awesome. Yeah. So I gotta ask. I wanted to ask you this question yesterday at the panel. Okay. And it was about uh, I, someone was talking about leaks, about oh. you know things and such. What what is your opinion on leaks? Do you think it benefits the gaming industry, or do you think it is a negative uh, factor? It's ne- it's negative for me as a publisher. So like I'm an indie publisher, and like I make you know very little revenue. So if someone was to leak a game that I was offering, I would be disappointed. And I know that like some people. They don't think it impacts people, but it does. Because if a game sells less, that company's going to possibly lay off people. Right. So that's going to impact people's jobs. So I'm not a fan of leaks. I think that, you know, if a game's not available and it's out of print, out of production, that's that's different. Right. But when it's a new game coming out, I don't, I don't support it. I don't think it's a good idea because it impacts people, like, people's jobs. Right. So that's why I'm against it. Right, absolutely. And not just to mention, too, on the face value of it, it really ruins any surprises yeah. that the publishers or developers yeah, have I, for the audience. Yeah, I never would do, support that, and I think it's it's bad. And I know that it's always going to happen, but it really does ruin an experience. Because right. when I want to play a game, I don't want to be, I don't want to have it ruined. And so sometimes when people do that, they, they're selfish because they want the attention, they want the media, you know, the views and all that. Yep. And it really doesn't ha- it doesn't really take in, uh, into effect other people and how they feel and, and even the company. Right. And and illegal. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and illegal. Yeah. 
Don't yeah. data mine out there. Yeah. Don't be sharing no yeah. leaks. Yeah. Um, another question I had too is on the digital versus physical yeah. front. Probably a question you get all the time. Yeah. Do you think with digital games versus physical games, the price of the game should be cheaper on yes. a digital scale? Yes. I think it's ridiculous. And the only reason they're the same price is it's some old agreement they have with like these retail box places. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should be cheaper. That's why Steam's cheaper because they don't have that physical aspect. Absolutely should be cheaper. Right. Yeah. In my opinion, it's just kind yeah. of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. in, in all uh, areas of it. All my games on digital, I sell at a USB on a USB stick for twenty bucks right. at shows, and and yeah, of course it's cheaper because it's cheaper for me to make. Right. Yeah. So, any upcoming projects, yes. videos that you're working on? Yeah, Blockum Sockum is coming to several new platforms, including Super Nintendo. I have a new NES game that actually came out in 2017, only at a charity event, offering that upcoming called Tortoises. And it's one of the first, uh, I think this is the first podcast I'm not talking about this. Oh, right on. Blockham Sockham is coming to an Intellivision as well as Atari 7800. And at Portland Retro Gaming Expo, I'm offering the Atari Jaguar version of Blockham Sockham on physical cart. Wow. And and it's for cost. And it is a free download. So you can download this if you go on Atari Age. And you can download Blockham Sockham for the Atari Jaguar and play on emulator for free. Excellent, man. Well, John, yeah. tell the people where they can find you. You just find me at John Hancock Retro on YouTube. That's my main, my main jam. You can look up SW Levinist, like Southwest Levinist, and you can find me on X, which is formerly Twitter. Right. I'm on the Immortal John Hancock on Instagram. I'm even on TikTok, but that's not going too great for me. <laughs> no flossing for you, huh? No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, John, it's been great talking to you. Thank you yeah. so much for your time, yeah. and it's always great to see you. I, it's a pleasure, man. It's always good seeing you, and you got a great podcast. Wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, brother. Yeah. All right, guys, until next time. Yeah. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, here. Exclusive interview with Brett Weiss at this year's Game On Expo in Phoenix, Arizona at the Phoenix Convention Center. Brett, how's it going, man? Nerdy Nick, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, having a great time. Amazing crowd. It's always a fun show. This is my third time here. Right on. So, I got to ask, your books, they're amazing. Do you have anything that's in the, in the oven right now? Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Um, I am actually compiling a list of games for my, for my next 100 Greatest book covering 1999 to 2009. So, uh, you know, God of War, Wii Sports, uh, Maximo, Ghost of Glory, coming up with a great list of games, and I'll do about 20 essays for the book, and I'll have contributing writers fill out the other 80 titles in the book. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Right on. What I love about those books in particular is that you grab an audience from each different decade, right. and it gets a different reader in each time. So what, what's, your, uh, what's your trick about that? I mean, did you think about that as a um, strategy? Uh, yeah, so I wanted different voices from different generations. I have a lot of contributing writers for my books that provide essays and nostalgic stories. I wanted younger people. I wanted older people and everything in between. I wanted uh, developers, YouTubers, other authors. And just get a wide variety of opinions and perspectives from different era, for sure. It was a strategy going in, for yeah. sure. I gotta ask, what is your favorite era of gaming? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, if I had to pick, it would be early '80s, because I mean, I was a teenager and a kid, and there's just nothing like that when you've got unlimited time and you're just so impressionable and everything's so exciting. 
I love Atari and ColecoVision and those early 80s arcade games. But then again, you know, I love hack and slash, uh, 3D stuff. I love PS2 and um, Maximo Ghost of Glory, one of my favorite games of all time. Right now I'm playing um, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw and, yeah, and uh, Castlevania Lord of Shadow. So I like modern stuff too. So, last question for you. I know you're a metal guy. Yeah. Old school metal. Right. What's your favorite metal band from back in the day? Oh gosh, um, that's a loaded. That's tough, man. <laughs> it's a hard question. I'd have to say Black Sabbath. Right on. So I'm a hardcore Ozzy fan. Ozzy's my favorite. Of anybody in all of music, Ozzy's number one for me, and that includes Black Sabbath. And apart from Ozzy, I would probably pick Judas Priest. Yeah. What and is Iron it? Maiden, Indio, <laughs> <laughs> and Kiss, and so on. Yeah, right. What is it with Ozzy that separates him from the rest? Man, for for whatever reason, every single song of his, I'll, like like when a new album comes out, I'll listen to it. And I'll think this is great. I'll listen to it again. Wow, this is even better than the first time. And the more I listen to his music, the better the songs get. They all have a great hook, and he always has a great guitarist. He always got a, has a great band around him, and he's just a really charismatic and great front man. And he's got a unique voice like nobody else, and those songs just stay with me, man. Yeah. Zach Wilde as a guitarist is a solid choice. Phenomenal, man. He is great. And I was a diehard Randy Rhodes fan, and unfortunately I didn't get to see him. The first time I saw Ozzy in concert was a few months after Randy Rhodes died, and it was oh, Jakey e. Lee on the Bark at the Moon tour. But he's great, too. Yeah. So, yeah, big Ozzy fan, for yeah. sure. I was lucky enough to see Van Halen back when I was in about uh, eighth grade. Yeah. Got an autograph from Eddie Van Halen. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's on a T-shirt that I got. What so. tour was it? It was, uh, I think it was their initial farewell tour. Oh, okay. It was their last one. I think it was about 2003, 2004. Oh, nice. Well, I saw them 20 years before that, their 1984 tour. Oh. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it was just phenomenal. You know, Diamond Dave flying across the stage and doing all those acrobatics, and they sounded amazing. Yeah. yeah. Great I, stuff. I had the luxury of seeing uh, Van Hagar. Oh, me too. Yeah. 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 Phenomenal. Comple- I'm team uh, uh, Diamond Dave. But I think Van Hagar is great, too. Right. It's so polished and slick. It's a different sound, right. but it's great, too. You yeah. know, no doubt. Well, Brett, thank you for your time. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it, and it's great seeing you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Nerdy Nick. You have a good one. Appreciate and it. And where can everyone find you? Okay, I'm going to make it simple. Just go to brettweisswords.com, B-R-E-T-T-W-E-I-S-S, words.com, and you can find links to everything, including my retro gaming books. Check them out. Order up the books. They're good reads. Thank you, sir. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, and we are here at Game On Expo 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona. And today, we are at the Premium Edition booth talking with Scott. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's up, Nick, man? Nice to see you again. Nice to see you, too, dude. So, how's the convention treating you guys? Oh, it's been great. It's the best Game On yet. It's crazy how the attendance is up each and every year. Every year just keeps growing. And I was anticipating Sunday today to be like a little bit slower, but it actually looks busier than Friday was for sure. Oh my God, yeah, dude. It's it's popping in there. So tell us about Premium Edition. I know our listeners are already very familiar with them, but we got a plethora of games here on display. Tell us about them. Yeah, so we're putting out new stuff all the time now, you know, big titles. We got a new title called Raji, an ancient epic. It's the biggest game we've ever done. If you're a, like a God of War fan, it's essentially God of War, but Hindu mythology. So it's really awesome. Yeah. So some classic hack and slash. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, what what do we have for a Game On exclusive? Because I know you guys did that last year and, and this year as well, right? Yeah, this year we did Mighty Fight Federation as our Game On exclusive. It's an homage to Power Stone, you know, like Smash Bros, but with indie characters. Right. I noticed uh, for all you Toe Jam and Earl fans out there, they're in there, right? They are. Toe Jam and Earl, Bloodstained, Ukulele. Yeah, some, some classic characters. So I know you guys have something in the oven right now, right? Yes, we are actually doing a Kickstarter. The game's called Crystalla. going to be on PS5. You got a cat that's out there killing rats. So <laughs> if that sounds cool to you, check it out. Kickstarter's live for another three days. So do you know the Kickstarter link by chance? I do not off the top of my head, but Crystalla, just Google it. You'll find it. Check it out on premiumeditiongames.com, right? Yeah. And I see we got some books on display as well. Oh, always, yeah. Jeff's still out there writing books all the way from Hawaii. So. And that's Hagen's Alley, guys. Check them out. They've got some great um, collector compilation books, correct? That's right. Yeah. So let's see. Let's talk about a different game here. I know last year you guys had Cathedral as the Game On Expo exclusive, right? Demon's Tear. Oh, is it Demon? Oh, I thought it was Cathedral. No, Demon's Tear was last year for Game On. Well, we'll go ahead and edit that out, or just leave it in because your boy's a dumbass. So, I've heard Cathedral is pretty challenging. Have you played it yourself? Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite games we've ever done. A lot of replay value there? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, if you like Shovel Knight, Castlevania, that kind of thing, then it'll be right up your alley. Right on. So, I know we interviewed you last year, but let's tell some of our listeners who might be new to this whole idea of Premium Edition games, what's the mission behind Premium Edition? Well, so, uh, re- uh, Modern Retro Done Right, that's our tagline, but essentially we want to take games that would only be available in the digital space and put those out there physically. So if you're the kind of person that wants something to put on your shelf, you know, you want to have the cartridge, you want everything on cart, no downloads required, then come see us. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for us here at Game On Expo with Premium Edition. Scott, thank you for your time, bro. Always, man. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, and I am here with... Paul Niemeyer, correct? Niemeyer. Yeah. I always mess that up. Oh, My bad. Right. It's a German pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I do that just to screw everybody out. There you go. Keep, keeps debtors from coming after me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and we are here at Game On Expo 2023 <laughs> at Phoenix, Arizona in the Phoenix Convention Center. So, Paul, let's go ahead and just talk about some of your work. What have you worked on in your past for those who are unfamiliar with you? Oh, boy. There's a long list there. uh uh Mortal Kombat, Tron, Pac-Man Plus, Super Pac-Man, Professor Pac-Man, Satan's Hollow, uh, Spy Hunter, Midnight Marauders, uh, uh, Time Killers, uh, uh, Demolition Man. The list goes goes on and on. (laughs) That's just the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who are unaware who Paul is, you know his infamous artwork, especially from infamous one... Infamous is the word. <laughs> infamous is the word. And it's from one franchise in particular that's been legendary in the gaming sphere for quite some time now, none other than Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So, tell us about your your inspiration for your creations with Mortal Kombat. Well, I, actually, I, I, I don't know if I have inspiration so much. Uh, uh, when I brought... Well, came into the project, it was already in midstream. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme had just left the, the whole thing, 
and uh, actually man management had it in their heads that it was going to be a huge flop because Jean-Claude Van Damme wasn't on board anymore. So uh, that's why they hired me the freelancer. They just wanted to blow it out and get it done, and I showed up, and uh, I had John Tobias's uh, rough sketches of what they wanted, and that's what they handed me, and then I cleaned them all up, and, and, and there's the final product. And, Yep. And we've been looking at that for the last 30 years. So. Yeah, I mean, it's even on my shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about it? It was awesome. Yeah. And I'm very flattered. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. You uh, know, your art has created a legacy that's going to last even longer than a lifetime. You know what I mean? I, I certainly hope so. You know, and that's every artist's dream is to create something like that, to be an inspiration, to have generations after you, long after I'm dust. This, this will still be around and still be appreciated, hopefully inspiring somebody. That's every artist's dream. I, I, I certainly hope that that continues long after I'm dust. Right. It's it's amazing as an adult, you know, when I when I was a kid, the dragon just looked badass, yeah. right? And right. now as an adult, I get a, a good sense of gratitude for that symbol and for all the marquee work, right? Because there's a person behind the art when you're a child you don't think about that but as an adult and I look at your table I look at all of the stuff you've done you've done games that have or you've done art for games that everyone's played you know and it's it's legendary and if they were to just take a second to realize the artist behind the art man I think the world would be a little bit of a better place that's very kind of you to say but uh you know, I really feel like I was in the right place at the right time. I just got very, very lucky. I remember thinking back in those days that I had, all my friends were very, very talented artists, and yet I got the opportunity to do that. So, you know, I realized what an element of luck and being in the right place, you know, has to do with it. But on the other hand, too, you know, you're bringing the goods. Right. You know, I, I wouldn't have been in that place if, if I wasn't qualified to do it. So there's a little bit of putting yourself in the place to, you know, to have those things happen too. Exactly, exactly. So, enough about the past. Let's talk about the future. Do you have anything that you're working on right now? Well, um, actually, I've been doing a whole series of Nintendo Switch games for Premium Edition. I uh, just finished uh, Rack and Ruin. That came out about two months ago. That's that's my sixth game with them. And uh, actually, after this show, when I get back on Wednesday, I, I'm calling uh, Jeffrey Wittenhagen from Premium Edition, right. and we're negotiating for uh, my seventh game. I don't even know what it is yet, uh, but we'll find out on Wednesday, I guess. So I'm very excited about that. And, yeah. and uh, my, my stepdaughter has a, a wildflower farm uh, back in Illinois that, that she, this is her third season, and so I, I help out with that, and, and I've been doing some graphics for her. and. Yeah, it's just kind of a little family affair. We have yeah. a lot of fun out there and get some sunshine every summer. And, right. And what what I mean, what's bad about hanging out in a field full of flowers every day? It is so relaxing. It is yeah. so calming. And, and I mean, what a depressing scenery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, really, and, and you know, it really it, it, it brightens your spirit. It really does. Right. It, it makes makes me just have a better attitude all day long, just smelling flowers and hanging out with bees. Yeah. <laughs> as exactly. goofy as that sounds, it, it's amazing what it does for your psyche. It really right. does. You know. Well, Paul, we appreciate your time. 
Um, and we appreciate your art. You're a legend in the industry, oh, at least so in my much. book, man. Thank you so and much. And I appreciate the time that you got to spend with my daughter yesterday as well. Oh, that was fun. That was yeah. that was great. She, I, I think she really appreciated it too. Oh, it absolutely. Was nice talking to her. She was a sweetheart. Yeah. She's a little timid, you know, going to the shows and seeing of all these course. big names and stuff. It's but a little overwhelming. A little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, even even I, you know, like I mean, I'm fanboy too. Right. You know, I, I I've got my. My uh, favorites, you know, and I, I stand there like a big goof, you know, yeah. and, you know t- tongue-tied and wondering what to say. Well, golly gee, here's my hero. Yeah. You know. I mean, for goodness sakes, yeah. we're, your booth is between Tim Kitzrow and the Mortal Kombat cast. Yeah, I, I mean, my, fr- my friends are heroes. Yeah. Oh, my God, you know. We talk about a lineup here at the you know, show. How about it? Yeah, it, it, it really has been fun. And, and traveling with these guys, it's amazing. They, really, they, they, are, the, they are the most wonderful humans Right. They are. They really are. I'd, I'd go anywhere with these guys. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again for this of opportunity. Thank and you. God bless all your listeners. And, yeah. and uh, thanks again. We really right. appreciate it. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? It's your boy, Nerdy Nick, back here at Game On Expo 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona at the Phoenix Convention Center. We have... An iconic, legendary, absolutely badass person with us today, Carlos Piscina, a.k.a. Lord Raiden from Mortal Kombat, baby. How you doing, Carlos? I'm doing fantastic, and yourself? Oh, not too shabby, man. It's been a great show so far. Oh, yeah. It's been beautiful. Oh, yeah. crowded, too. Very crowded. I think they said attendance was up 30% this year, so... Close to, I think, just on a Saturday, it was close to maybe seven or eight thousand people. Yeah, we're through. getting close to capacity too. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, how have you liked the show so far? This has been a fantastic show. There's a couple things. I love coming to see all the friends like yourself, right. hanging out with you guys, and then all the fans, and then actually like getting to know the vendors, right. you know, merchandise, and then you know, I like gaming, so I pick up some stuff too. Oh, so right it's on. A, it's what a plus plus. What you have know, you when, picked up so far? Uh, we did a Mortal Kombat one on the Sega Genesis. You know, I usually just collect those just for myself, you know, and that's about it, you know. But every now and then you see, like, you know, you either want a card game or you want just something, a knick-knack or, like, a, like across the way we have that vendor with all the helmets and the Halo guys are right. here. Yeah. You know, I got to talk to uh, Martin O'Donnell, you know, and right. it was just catching up with... You know, just people in the industry and people such as yourself. It's right. a great time here. Right on. What do you think of the weather being from the, you know, Midwest, yourself? Actually, Chicago, right? From Chicago. Is that Midwest? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think of the weather down here? You know what? Uh, the first time last year, I wasn't used to it. Right. You know, because uh, the concrete radiates that heat. Oh, yeah. And then when we were out at night, and it's like 12 o'clock at night, and it's just hot air hitting you, you know, it was a shocker. Yeah. But uh, this year, kind of prepared for it, and, you know, I know it's a little cooler for you guys. A little bit. Uh, Just a tad, (laughs) you know, and I'm thankful that I, not that it's bittersweet. I don't want to leave. Because so, it's like a family here, right. you know, with uh, John Lester and everybody, and you yourself, yeah. you know. But then I see like the what the weather predictions are for next week, like 115, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I got. It's uh, a good time I, to leave. Yeah, it's a good time to leave. Yeah. But no, I love this city. I love how like it's growing, and right. you know, this convention's growing. It's perfect. Right. Absolutely. So, I gotta ask, what was it like working on the very first MK? 
you know, did you ever anticipate it to be as big as a worldwide phenomenon as it became? That's a uh, that's 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 a very thoughtful question because now I'm like trying to recollect out, you know, just all the experience that we have because we created a legacy, and it's something along the lines that we've done something that was passionate in the beginning, you know, and we just wanted to just do it like a craft or a trade or something that you love doing you know martial arts video games right. i was young at the time you know you had john tobias ed boone my brother daniel piscina you know we all got together rich divisio catalan hosung every everybody knows all yeah. these names but just having to work together with friends and create something beautiful and then we thought, hey, you know, we, we did a great job. And then when uh, you you guys, like yourself, would support the game right. and just made it like this this phenomenon for 30 years, that's it's been a blessing. Mor- Truly grateful. Mortal Monday is a national holiday. Oh, my God. How about it? Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a child, my mom was very on the fence of letting me play or not because it was a video game, but it had real people in it. Right. Did you ever, like... Did you guys know you were doing something completely visionary in the graphics department? Yeah, pretty much. But that's, you know, I don't want to say take it for granted. Right. You know, it was kind of a milestone. You know, you had you had Pit Fighter before that, and you saw how, like, grayish and pixelated those, uh, those characters were. And then, you know, just with technology getting better, you know, you had your high 8 cameras. Right. And it's one of those things, like, we knew that there was rotoscoping and all of that, but apply to a video game that's kind of a that's that's a lightning in the bottle thing you know right yeah and then just to see ourselves as the characters it's just uh it's it's flattering and it's also humbling you know right yeah now i gotta ask and it's it's okay if you can't answer but was anyone actually injured in the the filming process did anyone accidentally slip a punch or was there anything like funny outtakes that you guys had you know there, there uh there was there was one I can say for myself, because I can't speak to the other guys, because, you know, everybody else likes, you know, keeping in their hurt. They're like, yeah, right. you know, we're tough. Yeah. And it's like, hey, it's okay if you get hurt. And you're like, ah, oh, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> there was one time where I had to do a torpedo move and land on a, 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 a set of stairs, and I actually crushed my privates, and it hurt. Oh, no. Yeah, and it was like, oh, God, that's, oh, <laughs> You know, but but you you know you're getting paid to be professional. Get back up, and you yep. got to do it again. You know, it's the dedication. Yep. yep. Yeah. The the scene said finish him. Exactly, <laughs> and I was finished. <laughs> Fatality. Yes. So, uh, what what is your next show going to be? What are, where are you going to be showing up next for another convention? I think we have uh, Utah lined up, and then uh, September is going to be busy. We have Utah, we have London, and then go back to Cleveland. And then hopefully in March, come back to here right. if you guys are, you know, if, if, if it happens and you guys are willing to have us back, that would be beautiful, you know, see see you again, yeah. you know, and hang out. Yeah, it'd be absolutely amazing. Next year, I believe it's March 15th through the 17th, so, okay. but your September sounds absolutely busy. Oh, yeah. So, have you been to London before? I, I, I have. We were actually sent for Mortal Kombat 2 for like a couple days, do some promotional back in like 90 whatever it was 94 ish around then yeah Yeah, and and it was a beautiful city but haven't been back since then you know because 
wow. I was still in development on the development team, right. you know, doing uh, special forces, doing mythologies, and then later on Armageddon up until the last game. Yeah. So. Do you have a personal favorite Mortal Kombat in the whole franchise? I would say just Mortal Kombat itself. Yeah. You know, it's the one that started it all. Right. But I do understand more, MK2 is more refined. Right. That's more of a tournament style. You know, everybody loves it because it just, it's, it, it was tweaked, you know? Yeah. It's that, that sophomore album where you're like, okay, the band's coming together and yeah. they're all, yeah. It's, I got to so. say, those trees terrified me in Mortal Kombat 2 as a kid. Oh, in the forest? Oh, yeah. 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 I, yeah. You don't notice it at first, but then you see them start to move and look like they're going to eat you. I just almost wanted to turn the console off when I was a kid. Oh, I, 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 could, I could see that, you know, being a kid and scared. Yeah. All right. Lastly, aside from yourself, do you have a favorite character in the Mortal Kombat franchise? Huh, that's, oh, yeah. Actually, yes. Now, obviously, I love all the characters that, you know, everybody else has played, like, in the original. But I think in uh, Deception, I just love Shijinko because he's the old kung fu master with the, you know, the white hair and everything. And that's so, so mainstream martial arts movie, iconic, you know, Kill Bill, that type of style. And that's just, you know, what I gravitate towards, you know, that... Big Trouble in Little China, that type of thing. Absolutely. Well, Carlos, you're a legend in the industry. We thank you for everything that you've done with gaming, man. Mortal Kombat inspired me to pick up martial arts as a child. Oh, yeah. And I made it it all the way through all the belts in Taekwondo because I picked up your guys' game. All that just because of a game. So thank you for everything that you guys have done and continue to tour, give service to the fans. We all appreciate you guys, and we hope to see you again very soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? We are back at Game On Expo 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona, and we are here with one of the most legendary, iconic, badass women in video game history, Catalin, a.k.a. Melina, a.k.a. Jade, a.k.a. Katana, I mean, like, the legendary ninja princess. How's it going? It's going great. It's been a a really awesome weekend here at the show. So, I gotta say, I am, like, blown away by the legacy that you've created for, uh, it sounds corny, but young women in video games. I mean, that's cool. I, I, um... Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I was very fortunate that Danny and I were friends, and, you know, he asked if I would be interested in playing this little character. Yeah. You know, I was like, that sounds like fun. Right. And uh, it turned out to be a character that obviously influenced a lot of future characters. Um, I think the way Katana and Molina fought um, was definitely unique at the time, you know. Uh, there weren't a lot of female characters exactly like that so yeah I mean it's pretty cool so I gotta ask did you ever think that being in this little old game would create such a giant legacy no absolutely not you know what I mean Um, it's taken me a really long time to kind of realize the impact the game has had and it's mostly been because of the fans whereas you know for 20 years I, I just buried it away not because of anything other than I was just busy building my life and my career and my family and all this other kind of stuff so when Danny is like come to the shows with us 
come hang out with us. I was like, I don't think people really care about my character. And he's like, no, they really do. Yeah. I was like, it's different. You're Johnny Cage, you know what I mean? I've always like thought, you know. Right. So uh, being at shows with Danny really made me realize uh, the character was just very impactful over the last couple decades, and I wasn't right. really privy to it. Yeah. You know, sometimes, especially when you become a mom, you're just so... You live in a bubble of like, uh, what are they into? Right. You know, Paw, Paw Patrol and yeah. superheroes yeah. and and Pokemon. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So Peppa Pig all day. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. yeah. So um, being at the shows, I've only been doing them for now two years okay. with Danny, um, has been really fun, of course, and uh, I don't know, just really flattering to see how. The, the fans, yeah. I mean, I knew the game was popular. Right. I mean, I've got kids, so I understand. Yeah. But uh, it it wasn't really until I started talking to fans, I really realized how they viewed the characters. Right. Yeah. So, have you ever, like, just seen one cosplay in particular of, of one of your characters that's really blown you away? Or how, um, Let me ask you this. How did it feel seeing someone cosplay as one of your characters for the first time? Well, <laughs> excuse me. Well, we've always gone to C2E2 in Chicago. Okay. We live in Chicago, my family, and um, my husband's a huge pop culture fan, extremely into it. So we've gone for a long time, and he would always poke me and ask me, go up to them, go up to them, tell that girl who you are. I was like, no, I don't think she's going to, it's, yeah. you know, no big deal. So I've seen people cosplay the character over many years. However being the original and at the time I thought my costume I didn't think it was risque but I definitely thought like it was forward right okay yeah, yeah. I just was like that is not you know the character's been redrawn right in a way that's a little graphic novelly, right? Right. Over yeah. the last yeah. 30 years. Yeah, it doesn't look very uh, functional the outfit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um and like, even at this show, I was really excited to see a girl that had my original costume on right. for Katana. Yeah. As uh, it certainly looked more comfortable for her to walk around like that. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. So that part's really cool. When I see the original Katana, mm -hmm. I, I, really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where I think comics and games went through a phase that they thought more was more. Right with violence, right. with taking everything to the next, the next next, right? Yeah. And uh, I think less is more. I think we're kind of retreating a little bit. Right. You know, I think it was just enough at the time. I didn't think the character had to go where it was. But, I mean, right. I'm not criticizing the artist. Of course. It was the of time. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So when I see women in the original costume, I'm totally flattered by that. Yeah. There's something to say, too, about the simplicity of the original costume. Yes. You know, you, they look elegant, but I think the mask, kind of with the imagery of that, makes it look a little more intimidating as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, you know, sure. It's a blend of beauty and, and elegance and ferocity. Yeah, okay, I'll take yeah, all of it, okay? There you go. <laughs> you yeah. got it. So, I mean, you've been doing these shows for about two years now. Yeah. Let me ask you, and you, I, already, I think I already know the answer. Are you tired of meeting all the fans? No. Yeah. No. Not at all. There's a difference between being tired right. and being tired of having fun, right? right? 
So there are two things. Absolutely. Are we tired on a Sunday morning at a show? Absolutely. Aren't you tired? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you are... You're talking all day. Yeah. That's energy. Right. Um, but then you go out, you meet people, you hear other people's stories, but that is worth it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I work in a gym, I own a gym, I teach, uh, you know, you share your energy, right, all day long. I work with kids and adults. You know, I was just telling Danny, like, I know you think I'm crazy, but I have 50 kids showing up at 8 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So right. I have to... Yep. I got to figure out what we're doing, yeah, you know what I mean, yep. for camp tomorrow. Yep. So uh, I'm used to sharing that energy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really the going out afterwards. Oh, yeah. Which is the harder part. Yep. Than the Johnny Cage lifestyle. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep. So, no, I don't get tired of it. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. The uh, sorry about that. Technology error. So, panels. Yeah, I would say the panels are the most fun of the weekend right. for me. Uh, because every bit of nugget gets collaborated by my, my colleagues, right? right? And then that spins into another memory that opens up another story. Then they jump in and they remember something else. So, you know, it's kind of like going through a filing cabinet and yeah. finding another layer to the story. Because right. they don't talk about these things on a daily basis. But the memories are there. It just it takes someone to help organize the yeah. the access to it you know right. so the panels every time if a person were listening to the the panels in a back-to-back -back, you would find that 50% of it's the same and 50% is different right. because we have different stories every time to tell because yeah. we spark a different memory right so last question here do you have a favorite fatality that you had to film yourself um uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the friendship moves. Yeah. Are like, me baking the cake was like my favorite thing because I can remember Danny and John going, well, what would you do for a friend? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I'd bake him a cake or something. <laughs> and then he's like, yes, go bake him a cake. Yeah. You know, so that wasn't like a move that, you know, like, but like, I those are the nuggets that are like the most fun. Yeah. And that's probably the most unique, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. And everything that you've done within the industry as well. It might seem like it was just a little thing, but really, your characters are going to last for generations and generations to come. And it all goes back right to you. And so, I know. I mean, it's been great. Thank yeah. you. Catalan, thank you for your time. You're welcome. It's been yeah. so nice to meet you. What's up, nerd geeks and gamers alike? We are here at Game On Expo 2023 in Phoenix, Arizona at the Phoenix Convention Center. We are with the man, the myth, the legend himself, the rock, the rock champ, Chris Tang. Chris, how you doing? Pretty good, Nick. It's great to be here. I love Game On Expo. I love Phoenix, Arizona, even though I'm kind of local. It's just like right. a great reason to just get out and be with the people, you know, be with the other gamers, uh, see everybody having fun, uh, do some competition, you know, show off some games buy some you know classic stuff right. buy some merch you know it's it's got everything you know and yeah. uh, more than you can handle so uh, right. each year the show keeps getting bigger and yeah they got I haven't even been in the arcade yet they've got like all these music games this year so maybe you know if I get a break or a chance I'm gonna go do that next just take off right after the interview just run maybe <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll see how it goes I'll see yeah. how I'm feeling 
So how's the show been for you so far? It's been tiring because um, leading up to this, like the last three weeks, I've been uh, crunching on my game so we could show it. Uh, it's here in the background, Strike Blazinger. Um, we demoed it some years ago, but because of the pandemic and other things, we kind of got delayed. But uh, we worked really hard the last few weeks to get it showable, and it is, and we made it. I'm tired, but I'm really happy because when people put their hands on and they play it, they're having a lot of fun with it, and that's a great feeling. That's the payoff for putting all the work in. And the other thing was yesterday, they had the Classic Tetris World Championships uh, Super Qualifier. So whoever would win here would get like a free admission to like the Portland Retro Gaming Expo uh, Grand Finals, kind of like our main event for the year. So this was like what we, we call a Super Regional, which is like a legit like CTWC event. And uh, I'm the MC for that, and I was doing the commentary. And uh, it's a big responsibility, but you know, a big part of the party here and uh, what makes everything so hype. So I'm really glad I'm able to contribute to that. Oh yeah, absolutely. We love it, man. It brings like the stage itself and seeing the competitors go at it, it brings such a, a cool spin and flavor to the expo. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, the Phoenix Regional has this huge history because this is where uh, a player named Jeff Moore would always come to qualify. And in 2016, 2017, there was this meme that came out that's Boom, Tetris for Jeff. And I would say that over and over again, and it really caught on. And all the kids saw that, and they really liked it. And it ushered in this whole new generation of Tetris players. Right. And that all came from uh, Jeff Moore qualifying here in Phoenix, Arizona, going to Portland, and then having the memes happen there. So right. so let's talk about your game, Strike Blazinger. Sure. L tell the listeners what it's about. So it's sort of like a spiritual successor to classic arcade games, especially ones that were made by, like, Sega. Uh, ones that had like these uh, objects that's flying at you and you're trying to like move around, dodge to survive. I think the best known ones are like Space Harrier and Afterburner and right. things of that nature. And uh, they don't really make games like that anymore, especially the feeling of speed and being able to like, uh, what do you call, uh, thread the needle and kind of yeah. like barely survive, but you've got tons of firepower and all sorts of different ways to handle it. So it's a classic style of game, but we're using next generation technology, modern engines, modern effects, um, 3D objects, and uh, you know camera angles and things yeah. like that. Adding two players to it, you know, games that in that genre never had that before. Right. Uh, new features like you know, like in Street Fighter, you can parry things. In this one, if there's a pole in your face and you boost it at the same time, you can parry the pole. Oh, nice. And you, can, you know, bust out a sword and knock them down, and you have a lot of different maneuvers that. Uh, add depth to the gameplay that didn't right. exist in the genre beforehand. Yeah. It looks like, like, I could say Space Harrier, but hyper-focus. Yeah, it's like a, it's a next, next generation Space Harrier, a spiritual yeah. successor. So, how is the Tetris uh, scene, have you seen it evolve? Have you seen it oh, yeah. grow exponentially? Well, the major change that you've seen in like the last, um, I would say like three years, is we went from competitors who grew up with Tetris and were in their 30s and 40s they're all kids now. It's like they're all under 18 or around, I think our big world championships, like the average age was like 17 oh, wow. last time. So it really came down, right? Um, uh, the, there's a two-time champion, Joseph Saley. He was 16 when he became champion. Wow. And the next champion was 13 when he oh became champion. Gosh. So The bar keeps getting set. Yeah, although I think the current champion, who's Eric ICX, is probably, I think he's like 19 or he's, he's, he's older now. So... Okay. It's been moving around, but the thing is that from what I meant, you know, I mentioned this before, those memes that came out for the Tetris Championships, 
got the kids watching it on YouTube, and they were like, I could do this too. They would practice like crazy, come up with new techniques, and they were the next generation of players uh, to become champions. And it's really awesome to see that, because that means, you know, before it was like, okay, this old game that only old people would play, you only think that the old people would be any good at it. But now we've shown that anybody can be good at it. And the sad thing is, maybe the old players are getting discouraged now. In fact, that player I mentioned, Jeff Moore, he was the only player from what we call the old guard or the old generation of players to even make it into what we call the gold bracket or the final bracket to uh, find the champion. So it went from all old guard to just one left. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, you know those kids, they've got the quick twitch reflexes. Yeah, they came up with new techniques with the controller, and now they strum the back of it. It's called rolling. And, yeah, another teenage player, you know, was the one to innovate that. Right, yeah. Named Cheese. And, uh, I mean, nothing will ever beat Steve DeLuca's uh, technique with the guitar. Yeah, the shredder, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we had, like, an exhibition with that yesterday. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I mean, technically, it's probably not the best thing to use in a competition, but... It's pretty awesome. It's in the spirit of fun. And, uh, you know, when you're having a party and you've got, like, an event, why not? Right, exactly. So, uh, your game, what platforms is it going to be on, and when do you think we'll see a launch window? Uh, We think our launch window will be around uh, first half of 2024, and we'll be out on PC first. And depending on what publisher or deals we come up with, probably consoles within the next few months after that. We're on, like, Unity Engine, so it's easy to port. Um, We're hoping probably PS5, whatever the next uh, Switch successor is, and whatever the Xbox is at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time. Oh, no problem, Nick. It's always great seeing you here at the show, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too.